Hello and welcome to the Euro Trips Across the Pod podcast. We are here for our week 15 review of the NFL and this week I'm joined by two very special guests. I'm joined first of all by George from George on Sports and also Sam from Verge Magazine and Alternative Sports. How are you boys? I'm happy as Larry and we'll get to it at, at some point in the pod, but I'm very, very happy. <laughs> very happy. And I'm okay myself, you. but not the Cardinals. <laughs> not the Cardinals. <laughs> we'll, we'll deal with that later. <laughs> uh, well, as he's just alluded to, Sam is a Arizona Cardinals fan. Um, so I want to get from both of you the reasons why you support the teams you do. Uh, George, you are also a Indianapolis Colts fan, which explains why you are so happy at the moment. Um, so, Sam... Um, what made you a Arizona Cardinals fan? Um, funny enough, it's not just because they were doing all right this season. Um, I've seen the the dark the dark days. Um, I went over to Arizona quite a few times as a as a kid. Uh, my dad did a lot of work out there, so um, a lot of time spent watching the Cardinals um, and the Suns as well. Um, not a Phoenix Suns fan though, um, but yeah, went went along with the Cardinals. Um, I'm a bit of an underdog person hence why I still support Arsenal um <laughs> at, the, at the moment um but uh yeah so yeah plenty of time in Arizona um and just obviously yeah enjoyed the, the, the well I've enjoyed watching them let's put it that way we haven't won anything but I've enjoyed watching them um and it's been big big we got close with one Super Bowl this yeah. this year we'll get on to it and we'll see how we get on but um be an enjoyable sort of journey um and I'm sure it will continue to be pretty decent yeah, I think as long as you've got, you know, as long as you've got that Kyler Murray and John Hopkins connection, I think you'll go quite far. Um, and then also, how does your typical NFL Sunday look? Are you a red zone man? Do you watch Guy Sports? Are you Game Pass? How do you normally watch the NFL on a Sunday? I'm a big fan, like NFL fantasy so fan, so it has to be red zone. I need to keep an eye on my my team. Um as you know from our from our show, there's been a rivalry with uh, myself and Andre Dixon for a long time, and I've got him this week. So it was all about red zone this week, um, and it will always be. But the setup is always got to have the, the snacks because that is a lot of football to get through. So the snacks are there. Sofa is done. The missus knows that Sundays is a sport day. So um, yeah, <laughs> very much set up on red zone. Uh, unless it's the Cardinals, like yesterday, red zone in the background. And uh, Game Pass was on for about half an hour. And then I threw, the, threw my <laughs> iPad across the room. <laughs> <laughs> so you and Tom Brady had the same sort of weekend then, throwing your iPads across the room? Yeah, but he can <laughs> probably get a new one quite easily myself, but not so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, how's your team doing in fantasy this year? How have you got on? Uh, I'm in the playoffs, which is which is good. Um, obviously, there's a few games sort of happening, obviously, this, this week that will sort of tie us over. So um, if I get a win and one person obviously picks up an L this week, which is looking likely, then I'll get a bye in the first first round of the playoffs. So um, pretty pretty good this week or this year. That's interesting because my, uh, I don't know whether you're also the sleeper at, but my league is in the final uh, next week already. And, oh, um, oh, that's early. I know, I, I, I'm not mm. a so I don't know what's caused that, but um, having a bit of a shocker, really, because I was top seed, I was 10 and 2, 11 and 2, or something like that. And then, because um, my the guy I'm playing against has Travis Kelsey, I might be losing this week. Mm. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had Mark yeah. Andrews, but um, I think um, I like, called up Patterson, just really let me down. He's been the biggest one for me this week. I think everyone else has done quite well, but um, I need Cooper Cup and Stafford to have a good game for me to win this win this week yeah yeah <laughs> we would have lose it yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and then George um, first of all yeah. what made you a Indianapolis Colts fan alright so my story is not your typical kind of story so years ago when I, I first saw the sport which is I'm from North London so a place called Market Road is where my current team London Blitz used to train I used to play rugby right so to me it was these guys in helmets what on earth is this Started following the sport, I've seen a bit of it on TV, and I bought the game Madden. I don't know what year it was, but it was years ago. So this is when I was in the early secondary school days. Bought the game Madden, and the very first team that showed up was the Colts. And that was it. I didn't do any research. I didn't look into who was the quarterback. I didn't look into what they'd won, what they'd lost, their record, where their stadium was, nothing. I just saw the blue horseshoe, and that was it. So I literally just picked the Colts, um, which is a kind of a fair way of doing it. You know, I'm not, I'm not after the glory 
Um, not that other people are, but that's how I picked it. I just literally picked the team um, and I've followed them ever since. Um, and that is pretty much how I became a Colts fan. That is interesting because I actually also supported my team through Madden. I'm a big Dolphins fan and um, I picked them basically on Madden. You know, when a game she's asking you to start the game, choose your favourite team, etc. Yeah. I had a holiday to Orlando booked about six months after I bought the game. So I knew I was going to Florida. So I picked them because I knew they were in Florida. So that's basically yeah. my story down to a nutshell. It's not, uh, it's not a bad way of doing it, is it? Yeah. I mean, I know some people, I always tell people in any sport, don't pick a team because of a player because... That player's going to leave one yeah. day, whether it's, you know, I know yeah. Manu fans that liked Manu because of Ryan Giggs. I know, um, I know one mate, my, one mate of mine now wants to support the Buccaneers because of Tom Brady, but I'm, I keep saying to him, look, if you support him now, but be prepared because any player you choose, a team you choose based on the player, that player's going to leave and Tom Brady is certainly going to retire in the next, well, we think anyway, in the next four or five years, he'll mm. be out of the league. So um, I always think the best way you can do it is either through family connection or, um, I don't know, you, you like a certain uniform or like a certain stadium. And I think that's probably the best way to go because I don't know what people do when their player, they pick the team because of retires. I don't know what they a do. Player, yeah. Yeah, it's mm, exactly. hard. Um, and also for you, George, um, what, how does your, are you the same as Sam? Are you a red zone man on a Sunday? How do you normally watch the NFL? So like Sam, I'm a big fantasy head. I've played fantasy football for, I don't know how many years, maybe close to 10 years now or something. Um, so I'm a red zone fanatic always. Scott Hansen is the man. Um, I don't want to see anybody else on red zone apart from Scott. <laughs> um, so I do have, it's, it's mostly red zone, like Sam. Um, only difference is I've got two young kids. So with me, come six o'clock, well, come half five, I start winding up, you know, get the food ready, get the drinks ready, get my position ready, get the TV, yeah. everything sorted. Red zone comes on and I, I literally, I just sit there on my own. Sometimes my kids come to watch. I sit there on my own and I just watch everything. Um, obviously, I'm tracking all my different players because I want to do well in fantasy. Talking of fantasy, um, I don't know about you, but I'm one of them guys where I'm in, I'm in one league, right? I have tried two leagues, I've tried three leagues and I will never do it again. Purely because... I need all my attention devoted to my one league. I can't do, I can't root for and against the same player because I may have the player. I may also be playing against it. It doesn't make sense to me. I can't do it. So red zone, definitely. Um, if like Sam, if there's a, a big game and I, like the, the Colts game, but we'll come on to that, then I'll have that um, on the game path. But otherwise I'm on Sky TV watching, watching red zone, food, snacks. Do I watch the AM games? Um, depending. I mean, a lot of the time I do, there are some times where, I'll, you know, it gets to the, the one o'clock and if it's if the game seems like it's a bit dull, I'll just go to bed. Um, but if it's a great game, then, oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll be up and I'll be watching. But that is that's pretty much my Sunday. And then on the Mondays, I just suffer. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, I thought, <laughs> that was me for a long while. But this year I bought Game Pass and um, I tend to watch the games in the morning, but the, the, the pure two-hour lots. So that way you just, I did it today, for example, yeah. I watched... I got it's, it's, it's now a journey to work for me. So I, I get the bus to work uh, and mm. I'll then watch the first start. We're first hour on the way to work and I watch the second hour of albeit a terrible game um, on the on the way back. Yeah. Uh, that's normally how my Mondays look. But um but yeah. The condensed um, option is really good, isn't it? Watching it in 40 minutes of the ads and all of that. Yeah, it does Pretty help good. massively because I mean I know my I'm doing my adverts for years. I was a man who used to watch the highlights, never watched it live because of the adverts. But I think once you start watching it, and you you soon get past it. I think I think I tell to all my mates I don't like the NFL. I tell them the exact same thing that um, just just watch it a few times with adverts, and you'll soon you know get get past the fact that a lot of the space stops yeah. are. Um, American adverts are better though. Well, Let's be honest, they are. the American ones, it's not too bad. Most. I'm not sure the um, State Farm one is uh, my, my favourite habit in the world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll see Patrick Mahomes one more time in that, in that trainer shop, I think. I, I'm sure oh, yeah. yeah. Across yeah. The room. <laughs> it's better than Baker Mayfield, though. Oh, that one. At home is Baker Mayfield, yeah. That. <laughs> they're cringy, man. Yeah. Kind of like their performance. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Um, <laughs> the point actually um, I don't know whether you boys know guy. he's on the podcast called Freddie Harper Davis and he um, made a very good point on Twitter that um, you know they always advertise these American shows um, on like I think it's Sunday Night Football all these random sort of random do you reckon any Americans actually watch these shows <laughs> are yeah. they advertising it's a good point I'm not entirely sure I feel like it's like over here right when you watch TV shows 
anything that's in between is an ad. You don't really pay attention to it. You might watch it, but you don't actually pay attention to it unless for some reason you happen to need something like, I don't know, car insurance and you get an ad and you might go, oh yeah. Otherwise, I don't think they actually take in what they're seeing. They, it's, just a, it's just a stat of filling. It just, you know, it goes past. Yeah, that's why they. That's why they use big celebs in their adverts to sell, to sell things. Like you know, Americans are hoarders. Mm. They must have loads of stuff that they don't actually need. But because <laughs> someone sold it to Baker Mayfield, for instance, you know, <laughs> sell it. So everyone in Cleveland now owns a particular toaster because he was selling it to them. So <laughs> I think it does work. Yeah. <laughs> so week fifteen started with a really good game, one of the best games I've seen all year. As the um, Kansas City Chiefs um, kept their number one spot in the AFC with a 34-28 overtime win over their division rival, the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, and Travis Kelsey got the winning touchdown in overtime. Uh, in terms of the stats, Patrick Mahomes had 410 yards with three touchdowns, one interception. Justin Herbert had um, 236 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. And then the lead receivers were, as you'd expect, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Kelsey had 191 yards, that's astounding, two touchdowns. Uh, Tyreek Hill had 148 yards, one touchdown, with Nick Bolton, for me, the highlight of the defensive game. Linebacker was everywhere with 14 total tackles and three passes deflected. Uh, but the thing I want to talk about the most in this game is a, something I talked about with Sam Moores a couple of weeks ago on our podcast when the Ravens lost to the Steelers. Is this, for me, this recent trend about going from fourth down. Um, and in yeah. this game, they had two successful out of five attempts and three of the ones they didn't get or field goals in field goal range. If they got this, they'd be nine points available and they'd have won the game. And we'll mention it later on as well with the, the Ravens game um, this week and the Packers. But I, I just think personally, sometimes I think it's gone. I say before, it's like passing around the back in football. I think teams doing it too much now. And I think sometimes teams are forgetting the basics. And I think personally, I, I get Brandon Staley wants to be, you know, he wants, he's a new head coach in the league. He wants to sort of, you know, get himself out there and put attention on, on the charges. But I think, for me, in that game, especially when they're going for that, that wild card spot, if not the division, that they're not too far off the Chiefs. Well, they are now, but if they'd won that game, they would have been closer. Do, would, would you have gone? Would you have done what they did in that game? Would you have gone for those two? Um, you know, gone for those four, fourth down attempts? Or would you just gone? I'll for tell the you field? what. Uh, I jump in. I'll tell you what. I'm a big fan of what Staley, um, what Staley is doing with the whole going for fourth down, and I mentioned it on a different show with, with Sam and Co before. And the reason I say that is because football is a game of winning, right? It's all well and good putting up points and, and time, but you need to win. And that is the aim of the game. It's a business. The owners want to win. The players want to win. They want the ring. They want the Super Bowl. You have four downs. Four downs. And traditionally, in this, in this sport nowadays, you get to three and you punt, right? I mean, you have a guy like Justin Herbert and you have guys like Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Davis, Cook, Guys who can, you know, convert the ball in these short yard, even if it's like fourth and long, and I've seen them go for it. I'm I'm a big fan of it because at the end of the day, if you have four whole opportunities, take all four opportunities. I mean, before Brandon Staley, I don't think we saw it much in the league, people going for it on fourth down. And all of a sudden it was this new sort of wave of, well, you know, we're, we're going to do it. And yes, it doesn't always work out. And yes, it can cost you the game, which in essence can cost you a division position and potentially playoff implications. And I understand that. But at the same time, it's funny because it's only making sense to me now. Why do more, I don't, I'm surprised more teams don't do what they do, what, what the Chargers are doing, especially if you have the tools on your side of the ball. Um, so I'm a huge fan of it, huge fan of it. Yes, I know it, it doesn't always work out, but you have four downs. Use the four downs. Be creative. You know, you can come up with plays that you can fourth and short fourth and mm. half a yard it's it's possible to do i'm a huge fan i love it i love it i know they lost but yeah there's two sides of it though george i get it i i'm a i agree if you've got that much talent why not mm. but at the same time we do know that it's clock management there's a lot of time in and it's a game a game of yards right so when you can punt the ball and if you have the trust in the talent you have on your special teams then you'd probably trust your talent to say right we can get them up higher up into their own zone, we can stop them again for them to punt and we get it back and we're back in our same spot again. So it is, you can have the talent, you can trust the talent in the offense, but you've got to trust the talent then back with your defense and your special teams, potentially flip, flip that on its head. But I totally get it. The, the thing is, well, it does, it does create a bit of panic in the defense, letting that fourth down 
slip it does it's a bit of demoralizing isn't it like you've you've done all that work and normally in the back of your mind right they're going to punt it no they keep the offense out and now it's like right we've got to make this stop otherwise it's oh we're on the field for like you said another three or four downs right so i i get it but when it doesn't pay off and i know it's not just in this game because i wanted to talk about it when it came to the packers um and the ravens game because again for me it was like should you have gone for it percentage-wise, take it into overtime, obviously, when it came to that game. So, yes, I'm a fan. It's exciting. When you're a neutral, it's great. Yeah, it's like, yeah, get going for it. Like, love it. And then mm. even if there's a stop, you get excited because they stopped them. And listen, the Cardinals' uh, social media handler was absolutely loving it because I think I think we had someone try and go for it on fourth down, I think, for the first sort of six weeks. And no one converted one against the Cardinals. Yeah, um, Loved it. And it, it helped us win games. So... <sighs> I see two sides to it. I, I, I quite like the play conservatively because you're going to win the game, like to win the game. Look at big, like Mr. Bill Belichick. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. come on. You know, he's not going to be doing that and he's the guy with all the rings. So true. that's, that's true. how I that's how I see it. Yeah, I'm definitely not about being conservative. I think that, um, especially, I think, you know, if, if you're, you know, obviously if, you, if you're behind, obviously totally go for it if you're 10 points, 15 points behind, or even if you're on the 40-yard line or halfway line. But I think, you know, I just think in, in close games, in, in big pressure games, I think sometimes you've got to just get the points. And the same thing in rugby, I think the same thing in rugby, sometimes you've just got to go for the points. And I think that maybe, maybe they'll get that. But then again, if they'd gone for it, they'd look like a genius. So um, it does work both ways. Um, but George, we're pleased to know the next game we're going to go on to is Saturday Night Football, which is um, something we always like to oh, see. Oh, man. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts beat the Pats 27 17. Um, they did lead the game, um, I believe it was 17 0 at halftime. They're the first team in 99 games to shut out the, the Patriots in the first three quarters. Um, it's actually, for me, I looking at the stats, it's actually the polar opposite to the Bills Pats game. Um, looking at the stats, Mac Jones had 299 yards, two touchdowns, two picks, 45 attempts. Carson Wentz had 57 yards, one touchdown, one interception, and 12 attempts. So, obviously, everyone remembers that game with the Pats Bills, where um, Mac Jones had something like three completions in the whole game, and they won. Uh, and this game, this time, the Colts had the less, far less completed, completed, pass, completed passes, and um, and that they won the game quite convincingly in the end. Um, but other things in the game were Carl Duggar and Michael Pittman both getting ejected for a fight yeah. during the game. And um, also the main talking point was once again, Jonathan Taylor, the running back for the Colts. He had 170 yards and one touchdown with the next best rusher having 39 yards. So um, first of all, George, as a Colts fan, what was your thoughts on the game? How happy are you with that result? Oh man, I am. So it's the first, I think it's been eight years. I think it's been the record since we've, since we've beat the Patriots. And obviously, you know, the, there's the whole rivalry that everybody knows about the rivalry between the, the Pats and, and, and the Colts. Josh McDaniels, you know, a couple of years or a few years ago now was, was bound for the head coach job and decided to, you know, U-turn at the last minute. He had his coaches ready. He had his staff ready. I'm, I'm sure Bill Belichick called him and was like, listen, don't go over to the Colts. We don't want you over there. They don't want you over there. And he came running back to build with open arms. And to, to, I mean, to his, in his view, he's probably thinking, well, I made the right choice because we've got Mac Jones and he is a stud. However, the plan all along, and I'd been, I mean, obviously I was in my books, I was doing all my research. What, how are we going to approach this game? Harris, Damien Harris is already out. So it just left from Andre Stevenson and Bolden, who obviously with Bill, anything is possible, right? right? What our defense did was give different pre, pre-snap looks and post-snap looks, which something that Mac Jones wasn't prepared for. If you looked throughout the game, you could just see it in his face. If you give him pre-read, pre-snap reads, you might have one high, two high, you bring a guy down to the, down to the line scrimmage. It throws people off. It throws quarterbacks off. Guys like Rodgers and et cetera might be able to, you know, counter that and, and, and um, call different plays like the line of scrimmage to, to counter that. But Mac Jones wasn't ready. And from the very first play, I knew we were going to win the game. From the very first play. Prior to the game, I was expecting the Pats to do what they do. Take away your number one, you know, your number one weapon being Jonathan Taylor. He is the best running back in the league. He is the MVP, regardless of what other people will tell you. He is the MVP. Um, and I knew at one point it, it, what he did was coming. Because if you look back to the Bucks game, it was the same kind of story. Um, the Bucks actually forced Wentz to throw something that people think thought he couldn't do. You know, he's, he doesn't have a bad, he's got a bad rep with the Eagles and, and everything that he did there. But if you look at 
everything that's happened since he's moved to the to, to Indy, change of scenery, he's reunited with his his old head coach. He actually has an O line. He has probably the, what, the best running back in the league and a mean defense. We sit number one in turnovers. It's just it, it's kind of inevitable. I mean, I, when we signed him on the contract clause of you know you have to hit X Y and Z, I was quite pleased because we weren't giving away the bank. I know the Eagles now have another number one pick because of because of that. However, um. It was just a matter of time before JT does what JT did, you know. Like for him to, for, if you look, if you look back at that touchdown to seal the game, you got two main guys. You got Hightower, and I can't remember who the other linebacker was. They had him dead to rights. JT is so elite that he's able to to read that cut back and go for seventy something yards. It's just unbelievable. Like we looked amazing. The defense played lights out. You know, uh, Leonard was was the guy once again in all the action. We had, I think, we had. Two or three picks. I mean, these are these are highlight standout plays. So I was uh, over the moon. I was sitting there watching the game. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I was overjoyed. I, I'm still buzzing now, really looking back at highlights. But yeah, I think we proved a lot of people wrong. We've we've done it on 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 a big prime time TV. They don't really give us prime time games because we're the Colts. But I think that will change now. I'm, I'm over the moon, man. I'm over the moon. Yeah. And what were your thoughts, Sam? Uh, I'm listen, Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor's class. To... <laughs> no, no, no. I'll give you that. Listen, he, he's class. I, I worry about it. Listen, great result. Great result. But like you said, it's like shut him down and then you've won the game because you're offering nothing else. I, I, I say you're relying on your defense, like you say, for turnovers. Uh, listen, I, I'm just, I, I'm looking at it realistically. I, 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 feel, I would hope, if you look at it, uh, the Titans, Derek Henry, they still they shut him down, but Tannehill can still move the rock. Like, and there's a there's there's two there's two heads to the to the offense. With you guys, it's like it's Jonathan Taylor. It's a very big head, obviously. But I'm saying it's like actually, if you can fight, if you come up against a half decent run defense, which we've seen happen at times, it that brings reduces numbers. He still puts up numbers. It reduces the numbers, and then you don't get the you don't get the win. My concern is obviously going forward. I don't think you have a pick in the f- a first round of the draft next year at the no, moment, as it sta- as no, it stands, because it would be okay. Do you then go offense again? Like the defense is pretty stout at the moment, as you said. Do you go then and bring that wide receiver in potentially, or something on the O line just to give Wentz that added bit of protection? I, I don't know. Or you go with a two pronged offense on the running game just so there is that that, that that two sides to it. But you haven't, so it's great. Well done. You won. A, you won against the, the Patriots. But it's like going forward. It's like what? What? What is it? Look, it's and as I say, Jonathan Taylor is class. But it's just like, what do you then have? What's the collateral? Do you, do you have to sort of go and make those next next moves? Because if if you can, and the GM obviously gets it right and can wheel and deal a little, a little few dealings here to get that, then you're probably a team team to watch when you've got that sort of talent. But then it comes to Mr. Wentz, right? How healthy can that guy actually stay? Like, you know, he's not the guy that I think you're going to go, he's going to get us through like a, anywhere between. Is he going to play at least 16 games of a season regularly? I don't think so. That's my that's my worry. But congratulations. Well done. You beat the Patriots. Very good. Um, but yeah. But on the Pittman thing, though, still a bit strange, I feel. Mm. I, I thought that was a bit of a weird one, if I'm honest. Like for both... Do you think? Do you think Pittman? Yeah, I thought it should have been either none of them. Well, no, I thought um, I don't think Pittman should have been sent off. No, I don't think Pittman. I don't think Pittman should have. I don't think Pittman should have. um, In my like, from what I saw, but then same. This is the NFL, right? You know. Yeah, I, I'm not going to get into their rules, and I love the NFL because everything they do for me. But I'm just saying there was a few <laughs> questionable, questionable little things that uh, happened in that game, and that being one of them. But yes, well done. Soak it up. But you don't get a ring for beating the Patriots. Just saying. We don't, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I will say I think if you're going to beat the Patriots in the playoffs, you're going to get in Super Bowl. I, th- I think it's going to be a Chiefs Pats AFC, AFC Championship game. I think both teams. I, I think the, the Patriots, even though they lost the other day, I think personally they're still very strong. And I think that there's oh, no yeah. one better, there's no one in the AFC who's got more experience in the playoffs than Bill Belichick, and he'll know exactly what to do. And this loss, anything will actually spur them on. I think this will be their wake up call, and I think they may go into the rest of the season in really strong form. Mm-hmm. But I will say on the Colts, I think that someone who's very underrated is Michael Pittman. I think that 
You know, if Wentz on his day, I think with a, a lineman like Quentin Nelson, who for me is the best lineman in the whole NFL, I think if, if he's obviously there, um, he's obviously going to be a, a massive factor in any playoff game, as is defence. But I think, you know, if they are, you know, t- taking out, John Taylor out of the game, I think Michael Pittman could be an excellent, excellent um, option for them. You know, a bit like the, bit like the Titans, if, if they can get Wentz on the play-action plays, and use Pittman or even T.Y. Hilton on his day. I, I think that the Colts, I've said this for ages, that they could be a dark horse. And I think that on their day, if you don't handle John Taylor, I think they'll be, a, you'll be an absolute contender for the playoffs, not playoffs, the Super Bowl. And I think if you can get a way to get Wentz fit and get him to get the balls to Pittman, if they are taking out John Taylor, I, I think that, that the Colts were an excellent shout. Um, so the other, other games that took place on, on Sunday were the Buffalo Bills getting back to winning ways with a 31-14 win over the Carolina Panthers. And the Houston Texans beat uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars in their first game without Urban Meyer as head coach, 30 points to 16. The Maui Dolphins continue, continued their great run with a 31-24 win over the New York Jets. And then the biggest shock, one of the biggest shocks of the whole year, um, apologies, Sam, is the Detroit Lions beating the Arizona Cardinals 30-12, despite the Cardinals... Having over over having multiple the double digit wins and Detroit having just one win, the Lions absolutely dominated the Cardinals. In but if you look at the stats, it's not actually it's quite surprising because Kyler Murray led the um, passing game over Goff, uh, Christian Kirk led the receiving game. Um, so yeah, I I think everyone in, in the whole league was, was shocked by this result, um, and you must have been as well, Sam. I mean, how first of all, how shocking was his loss, but also how damaging do you think this can be? terms of getting the number firstly the NFC West division but also the number one overall seed I mean I think the number one overall seed was going to be tough when you've got um teams like uh, the Packers and obviously the the Bucks obviously going for, for it as well so I think that was always going to be always going to be difficult um we really missed Rodney Hudson like I don't think you realize how much you miss literally like the number one center in the league for me like you miss him so much well Kyler misses him so much because he I think when you boil it down you hear what how he is the information he gives Kyler is is second to none like so he knows what's he knows what's coming so he can move you saw there was a bit of hesitancy when he did actually pick up pick up the ball we didn't get out didn't get out his hands when he scrambled like people weren't reading what was coming from the lines but all credit to the Lions. I hope you don't mind me saying this. They were ballsy from the start. Like they came out with play. They were going for it on fourth down. They weren't just punt- they weren't just punting it away. They they played like they were the ten and two side or a ten and three side. You know, like you know they played like that. We didn't. It was literally for me how, when you looked at the confidence in the two teams, you could see it wasn't quite right. Obviously. Kirk, yes, he put up put up the numbers. What really frustrated me about this game was that James Connor has been phenomenal like this whole season. Okay, he might not be putting up the yardage that maybe Jonathan Taylor is, but the touchdowns are certainly there. And he has been and he's been running angry and he's had that point to prove. Yeah, we hardly we hardly ran the ball for me in in, a, in the amount of times in comparison that's we've had where we've won where we've won these games. So that was the most frustrating piece for me because I we went against what we've done to win the games. So suddenly we changed up the game plan and I, it was made no sense. If you've been beating teams on the road and you've been beating some really good sides on the road, why would you suddenly change the game plan for a team that's hot, like hasn't done anything this season? That was the that was the most frustrating piece. It comes to me like it was a little bit of arrogance maybe from Cliff you know, that's, that is the arrogance there that really actually, no, Cliff, that's not how you win, win the Super Bowl or, yeah. you know, go to go all the way at least. You know, that's not how you do that. That showed me a bit of arrogance, but also a bit of inexperience from a coach that has never really had a winning record. And I, and I back him and I'm not going to be one of these guys, oh my God, we've lost a few games now, it's all self-exploding and get rid of Cliff. Because I've seen those shouts. I don't think it's that. I just think that this is something that he needs to learn from. Kyler needs to step up his leadership a little bit when some of the big, bigger players are missing, um, like Hudson, D-Hop, obviously not being there. Chandler Jones has been causing a couple of issues in the background that maybe not everyone knows about as well. But at the same time, it's like, guys, put that to the side. When you're on the field, you forget about it. 
you know, we're, we, we've all played at a sport. We've, we, some have played this sport. When you get on that field, all of those things you forget about, it's about winning the game. But again, it comes back to, as our, everyone's favourite term, any given Sunday. And that's exactly what, ha- what happened for me. No panic buttons. You know, people are going to come back, but let's stick to the game plan that that's worked. And for me, we need to use James Conner a little bit, that, that little bit more. Yeah, looking at these stats now in the running game, I mean, lead rusher was Craig Reynolds for the Lions with 12, 112 yards from 26 attempts, but Connor only had eight carries the whole game. I mean, for someone who's had, as you were saying, had so much success this year, has sort of a real resurgence here after his time at Pittsburgh Steelers. I think it just, it, yeah, I think it goes completely down to, he probably saw the fact that they you know, won 10 and 1 or whatever they were, and he just thought, right, I'm just going to not think about my game plan and just, and just, Expect to win. And he I had, think he had we... Chase, mm. Chase Edmonds was back as well. Mm. Chase Edmonds was back, so he had actually the chance to run Connor in into the ground in a sense. And then when he needed to, you got you had Chase Edmonds, who's a very good running back for me, like especially as a, as a we say a backup running back if you wanted to go in that in that down that route. But yeah, it was it, it was upsetting to watch. No panic buttons yet. I, I don't. I didn't see us really getting that that uh, the, the buy and being that number one seed. Really, I think for us the the goal this season certainly at the start was to make playoffs and then I think as we got a few players in and we we spent what we did people were like oh they're all in but once you're in the playoffs Dennis it's like a whole new season for me you hit a reset button so I think we should we should do that we still top the we still top our division um, in the NFC West so it's not like we've opened the door too much I don't think um, I think there's still enough to, to get the job done there and, and 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 do the business but yeah stick stick to our stick to the correct game plan yeah, and I think with the Lions, I think I've said this all year. I think the Lions seem to want to play for Dan Campbell. He seems there's been there's certain games where you know the week one against 49ers when they almost came back from 20 odd points down. I think yeah. also there've been some games where they've been truly awful. But I think there've been some games. I remember the Packers game was a week two, or week three where they were leading at halftime. I think that they've yeah. shown a lot of fight, and even though the results haven't been there. If any of you saw the locker room celebrations after they beat the the Vikings, uh, how much the players seem to like Dan Campbell and the owners seem to like Dan Campbell. I think that, yeah, it's not it's not going on this year. But I think you know, if I think personally, they've had too many firings head coaches lately. So I think if they can keep Dan Campbell there, whether he's a guy, I don't know, but they seem to want to play for him. So I I, I certainly mm. feel that he is deserving of an, of at least another year in the position. Um, but other games on. On Sunday, uh, the New York Giants lost 21-6 to the Dallas Cowboys. The Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Tennessee Titans 19-13. The Cincinnati Bengals um, gained top spot in the AFC North with a 15-10 win over the Denver Broncos, whereas the San Francisco Francisco 49ers beat the Atlanta Falcons 31-13. And now, probably the best game of the whole weekend was the game in Baltimore as the Green Bay Packers won 31-30 against Baltimore Ravens. Um, with John Harbaugh yet again for the second time in three weeks, going for it on two in the final play of the game. And both for the second time, it didn't work. Um, so, yeah, I think Mark Andrews was the headline act. He got uh, yeah. 100 yards. Yeah, he had an incredible game uh-huh. on fantasy as well as real-life stats. Um, Tyler Hatley, for me, impressed again. A callback in place of Lamar Jackson. He had a really good touchdown towards the end, good rushing touchdown. Um, again, we're going back to the same point before about going for the two. Um, what do you guys think about the going for two decision? Do you think it was the right call, George? So it's weird now because obviously I'm I'm very much for going for two, but and you know fourth down. But in this in in this scenario, the way Tyler Hunt was playing, the way they were moving the ball down the field with the likes of Andrews um, and Duvernay and even Freeman and, and, and Latavius Murray at, at some points, I would have gone for the conversion and just taken it to overtime. I'm I'm I get you want to win, but um, with the way the game was going, I don't. I, I personally, in that scenario, didn't see the need to try and go for two. And also, it's obvious where you're going to go. You're going to Mark Andrews. It's way too obvious. I think he had two guys waiting for him there. I mean, I've got him in fantasy. He's, I think, won me this week, very to see how tonight's game goes. But the game flow was there to go into overtime, and they could have even won it. Huntley was playing. He's playing. He was playing great. I mean, some people weren't even sure who was out there, Lamar or, or Huntley. So. They were moving the ball. Andrews was unstoppable. It doesn't matter what you did, where you lined him up, he was unstoppable. Um, and he has been for pretty much the whole season. I believe he's still tight end number one now um, in, fa- in fantasy and in, in, in um, NFL stats as well. So uh, 
I don't, don't get me wrong. I do, I do love the idea of going for it on fourth down, going for two, but you still have to look at the scenario as well. When it makes sense, it makes sense. And for me, in this scenario, it didn't make sense. No, I think, again, there was no disguise. Hubble brought them over to discuss, <laughs> right? So it was like, okay, well, we know they're going to be going for it. They're just discussing which player they're actually going to go for that they've probably been practising. When they, he, he brought them in for the huddle, Mark Andrews wasn't even paying attention. If you know, if you watch that and rewind that back, you'll see him just lingering on the thing. He puts his head in just to make sure nothing's changed from the, the walking over from Harborough to, to everyone in the in the sort of huddle. And he's not paying attention. So if I'm looking at that, I'm reading that, and I'm going, okay, yeah. like you said, it's obvious, Mark Andrews. How they then lined up, it was obvious it was Mark Andrews. For me, I would have set up as if they were going to run. And then obviously then given that little bit of disguise. Not only that, if it failed, He's got the legs. He would get exactly. beat. Probably he would probably beat anyone in that uh, defense to the to the edge that close. So it was just too, it, like you said, it was too obvious. It was it was a bit of a panic throw when it went into him anyway. Great bit of defense work, as you see. Is I think it's like a fingertip that diverts it slightly as well. But he said he was in double coverage at that at that point as well. So it was too obvious. Plus, I agree with you, George. The momentum that the Ravens took to get it to that point anyway take it to take it to overtime take it like you would still look, like just give yourself that extra that extra chance just because like you said the way they were playing so yeah very, very strange to go for it at that point especially when a lot of it was riding on you winning the game for you to continue your season as well I think that that was probably not the the calculated risk that needed to to be done um and it was a shame but a cracking game to watch it really was oh, actually great it was great. Yeah. yeah, it was for me one of the best I've seen all year. But the Ravens actually are looking at their the whole season. They've had so many close games. Look at their look at now their week one game into Raiders. They lost in overtime. Um, they won in overtime against the Colts. They beat the Chiefs 36-35. They beat the Lions 19-17. Uh, they won against the Vikings in overtime 34-31. They beat the Bears 16-13. Uh, they lost 2019 to the Steelers, they lost 24-22 to the Browns, they lost 31 to 30 to the Packers Packers. So they're they're losing and winning yeah. a lot of close games. I mean, without injuries they've got, I mean, fair play. And obviously you see now that it's worked sometimes, it hasn't worked other times. Um, but I think they've got to be careful with with the AFC North because I think you know that division is so tight. I mean, the Bengals have got the same win to them, and they really should have gone for at least overtime in two of those losses in the last three weeks. And I think it could have easily gone the way with with the coin toss. They could have won the toss and won both those games. So they have to be careful here because the Beng- the Bengals look really good. The Browns, I know they've had an inconsistent season, but they're still not out of it. And even the Steelers, they they won yesterday. So I think the Ravens, to me, are the best team on paper um, and best team all round in this whole division. One of the best in the whole AFC. But I think if they keep going for these two point conversions, not two point conversions, these um, going for on fourth, no, going for going for two, etc. Uh, I think if they keep losing these close games, I think they've got to be really careful about their. Yeah. And I think I think they'll make the playoffs. I think that's not even in question. But I think in terms of winning the AFC North and getting that home field advantage, they could be in danger of, of losing that because of these um, going for two at the end. So. Um, I like John Holbrook, but I think he's got to be a bit more careful in, in their next game. So um, it should be interesting to see how they do the rest of the year. Um, yeah. Great. So the final game so far that's been played was last night as the New Orleans Saints beat the Buccaneers 9-0 in just the third time in Tom Brady's careers uh, that he has been shut out in, in a game. Um, but I mentioned at the start of the part, there have been loads of games that have been rearranged because of COVID. Um, so the games mm. tonight are the Las Vegas Raiders against the Cleveland Browns and Minnesota Vikings against Chicago Bears. And then also um, it's Seattle against the Los Angeles Rams and the Washington football team against the Seattle Seahawks. Now, I want to get a brief sort of prediction for all of you on these games. Um, so we'll start off with the, obviously by the time this podcast comes out, these games will be finished. Um, but the Raiders against the Browns, um, I personally, I think the Browns, it's hard to start. Both teams have been so inconsistent. You just don't know what teams can turn up with either of these. I mean, Derek Carr, who knows what Derek Carr we're going to see. And I think the same thing with his Browns, with his Browns defense and offense. So I'm going to go, oh, um, I'm going to go for a, a Browns win. I'm going to go for a low scoring game, I think. I'm going to go for 
17-14 to the Browns. Uh, we'll go to Sam first. Mm, I'm going to go with Raiders. I think the Browns have got way too many people missing, coaches yep. missing. I think yep. it's just, I think there'll be a, too much of a disruption there. Um, um, what are they on? Are they on their, is it the third QB? I think it's taken over. Nick Nick Mullins, yeah, Nick Mullins. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, no, I don't, I can't see it. I just can't, I don't think they've, I don't think they've got enough depth in there uh, to do it. I, I agree, maybe on a low scoring. Again, the thing with the Raiders, and I'm trying not to like cover all bases here, but the Raiders either do like have a really sort of low scoring or they just blow people out of the water. Like they just they go, like, like you say, you don't know what Derek Carr you're going to get. But um, I think this will disrupt the whole thing, like even playing. Yes. Um, the, the, on a different day, um, but yeah, the Raiders for me score prediction. I'll probably go reversal, actually, probably go 17 14, um, right in favor of the Raiders. Can you, George? I think, yeah, Sam has basically said it. So, oh, being on your being on your third string quarterback, so you obviously Baker, and I will say this Baker wasn't doing it for me anyway, Baker <laughs> was not the guy. I do not think Baker is the guy. I mean, too many commercials, all that extra stuff. He is not the guy. <laughs> um, and then you had Case Keenum, who's had his moments. You know, he did really well when he was with the um, the Vikings and, you know, that famous win. Um, it's, it's, I, I'd put this one. I mean, even without COVID affecting all the players that they are, I, I still would have picked the Raiders. Um, again, this is it's a big game in terms of shaking up the, the divisional status for, for the teams. But I feel like when you, Kareem Hunt is injured for one, I can't remember exactly if Nick Chubb is. I think Nick Chubb is is, is playing, but it's not the same Nick Chubb. It's not the same guy. Bearing in mind he's obviously been injured, and injuries do affect your game. But with with that number of people missing, um, and I mean, just if if anyone is going to have experience doing this, it's the Browns. They had to do this last year without their head coach. Um, and now they're going to be in a, in, a, in a far worse position and without their top quarterback. So I just can't see. I mean, Raiders have a decent defense. They do have an okay defense. Um, Max Crosby is probably going to have a hell of a game, probably get a couple of sacks. So I'm going to go... I'm going to go 23 to 10 Ooh. for the in favor of the Ravens. That's how... That's that's how... I just can't see it. They're missing too many yeah. players and they're on their third string quarterback. Oh, yeah. I mean, I hope that happens in terms of, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. I don't want any other team getting um, more wins. In terms of, I think with the Dolphins, we've got to really hope all these teams can just keep beating each other around the AFC. And I think that we just need the Raiders to, to beat the Browns to get them stop and get the thing. They're on eight wins at the moment or seven wins. So I think it's just, yeah, don't want the Browns Raiders, getting any more yeah, wins. Six, yeah, seven, six, uh, Browns are in seven and six and the Raiders are in six and seven. Yeah, I think, come on the Raiders. <laughs> um mm. Next game, further injuries have been called in the next game as the Vikings play the Bears. Looking at the injury report now, Adam Thielen's down as questionable. I think there's injury concerns regarding Dalvin Cook, Eric Kendricks, Christian Darasaw. And then for the Bears, uh, there's sort of, um, obviously, Akeem Hicks, Rokon Smith, obviously, Khalil Herbert. A lot of injuries there. Um, I think, I don't know, I think even with the injuries, I still back, I, I don't know, do I back Kirk Cousins in a big game? No. <laughs> um, yeah. Mm. But it's, it's the Bears and, and the Matt Nagy. So it's, I, I, I don't back either team. I think I can see both teams. It's just, I don't, I, I don't really have confidence in either team at the moment. I'm going to go just for the house season's gone. I'm going to go for the Vikings just because they've been, been, been a better team so far. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go for the Vikings to win 23 17. Um, we'll go to you, George. So, first thing I'll say is I have Justin Jefferson on my fantasy team. So, that is gives me automatic bias towards the Vikings because I want to win. <laughs> um, but um, you mentioned it. The key thing here for me is Matt Nagy. That guy is terrible. He <laughs> pretty much hasn't, he hasn't changed much of the offense for your mobile quarterback. Um, for, for, um, and it doesn't really make sense. They're almost playing, they're playing offense Andy Dalton style but not with, without Andy Dalton. It doesn't really make sense to me. He needs to be fired. That's, that's the main thing. Um, 
And the Bears, they do have some, you know, they've Justin Fields, he, he can run, he can make, he can make some plays. Um, with the addition of Jakeem Grant, he is a obviously like a lightning out of a bottle. He can he can make things happen in an instant. Um defense isn't amazing. Adam Robinson has had a very strange season because he doesn't have that connection with 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 Fields, and he also wasn't at training camp, I believe. So there's another thing. Um then you've got Mooney, someone that I loved before uh, before the season began and had him as a sleeper and he's only now started to build a connection. I just think it's too little too late. I know David Montgomery is around and he's pretty much like the do-it-all guy and you've got Herbert. But the Vikings, I know Kirk Cousins can, you know, gets carried away and throws away these games, but there's, there's too much going on with the Vikings. There's too much firepower. Davin Cook is Davin Cook. Um, is Davin Cook playing is, or is he on COVID? Is he, is I think he's active. I'm looking at the... I, I'm pretty sure he's active. ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。
ignore me. I, I, <laughs> I was just, I, I, I I was just checking because I thought. Yeah, so I, I got the Hawks. I thought to myself. It's my, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got off to Hawks for Philadelphia Eagles, but I forgot to um, actually. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so on that, on that, on, on that note, what I will say is, obviously, there's COVID implications in this game, like a lot of the games, and it's been moved to Tuesday now. So there's continuous football pretty much for the last, I don't know, five, six, seven days. Um, straight off the bat, I'm going to say uh, Rams. Um, and for me, there isn't too much to it. Lockett, one of the weapons for Seattle, is on in, on the COVID list, and I don't believe he's going to be ready in time. I don't think he'll be off the COVID list. You've got DK Metcalf, Rashad Penny, who's stepping in and running back, and obviously you have Russell Wilson, but you can't do it alone. Von Miller is on the COVID list. I don't know if he's going to be activated, but to be honest, I don't know if you need him. Jalen Ramsey, however, I don't think he's been activated as far as I'm aware, and that could be an issue because DK Metcalf, I mean, he bullies people anyway. But if you don't have your top quarterback, that can be an issue. But I think the Rams are in a better place. They came on, coming off a great win. Um, they found their groove a little bit. And I know they're going to be without uh, um, OBJ potentially too. I need to, we need to check that. I'm not entirely sure if they've come off the COVID list. But they have enough weapons in Van Jefferson. Um, Higby's, coming, Higby's playing great. Stafford looks great. Um, the defence is a solid defence, essentially. I think Aaron Donald does have a slight injury, but it's Aaron Donald. Um and the Seahawks, I mean, you can tell they haven't got much going. And with you, I don't think they get rid of Russell Wilson. They probably get rid, rid of Pete Carroll. You know, he's pushing 71, 72, something like that, if not more. Um, and I can't see the, I can't see the Seahawks getting much going. You know, it sums up their season. So for me, it's Rams. It could be closer than we think, but I'm going to go Rams. Um, let's go Rams 27, Seattle 17. Um, I'd just say Seattle are like bottom three in the league in terms of uh, defence. So, yeah. Yeah, looking at it here, Elder Beckham and Daryl Henderson have both been activated from the reserve and COVID-19. Ah. So, some big um, some big gains there. And they're looking at the, mm. um, you mentioned about the Seattle Seahawks uh, defence. Um, they are second to worst in the league for uh, passing yards allowed. But amazingly, Baltimore actually last, which I, I didn't think I'd see. Wow. Um, and then points allowed. I don't think they're too bad in terms of points allowed. Um, yeah, they're sort of... Oh, actually, they're not too bad. They're actually the fourth best team in points allowed, which is... I didn't think... I didn't the think, Seahawks? Yeah. yeah. So I, oh, wow. I didn't think, again, I didn't think that would be a thing either. That's um, yeah, that's weird, that is. Um, but yeah, so apologies to my mix-up with the fixtures. Um, that's a good they, thing. Oh, yeah, think Rams Seahawks, I think that's a, a dead set win. Um, I think the Rams, even though they've obviously lost to some good teams, I think they'll completely dominate the Seahawks in most areas. Uh, so I will go for a Rams win. I'm going to go for a 30-10 Rams win. Oh, mm. What do you think, Sam? Um, I'm going 30-17. I'm jotting this down here. 30-17 in favour of the Rams. Um, I think, does that eliminate the Seahawks? Is that them done? Because the uh, 49ers... 49 has been picking up some results, so that'll probably just put the final now in the coffin for them. And uh, yeah, I think on just on the the Pete Carroll thing, I think yeah, like you said, he's what 70, 71. I've, Pete, get on a beach, mate. Yeah, you know I mean, you've been, <laughs> you've been sat in Seattle for far too long. Get get on a beach. Let Russell just have a couple couple more seasons with something a bit more exciting there, a bit more exciting sort of play calling, um, and uh, set off into the sunset. Because don't ruin what you've done, basically, uh, for me. But yeah, I think the Rams comfortable. I think anyone more than anyone you got, you boys should both know about that. With um, the last few years of Wenger's reign, about people perhaps leaving when they should have left a few years yeah. before. <laughs> yeah, no, let's, yeah, let's stick to the NFL here. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we we beat Leeds, so you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and West Ham. It's been a good, good few, day, good few weeks for you boys. Um, and then final game was Washington against the Eagles. Um, I sort of mentioned Washington before, but the Eagles, I think, again, they're another team that's quite hard to predict because they they get they got a good result. I can't think of who they beat the other week where it was really convincing and then they struggled the next week. But um, I, I still think Washington will win this game. Uh, but I think this game might be, high, might be a bit more high scoring than I thought before. So I'm going to go for a Washington 27-20 win over the Eagles. Are there um 
I can't remember if there were COVID implications for Washington. I think there was something about Tyler, Taylor Heineke either being injured or being on a COVID list. I'm not entirely sure. Either way, um, yeah, this is a bit of one of those games that you, on paper probably doesn't look all that exciting, but I think it's going to come down to like last field goal or last, last position of the ball. Um, and I like, I'm going to say the Eagles in this one. They're coming off a bye. Um, Hertz has been practicing fully the last couple of days and we know he can, he can run the ball. Uh, the Washington football team defense is obviously quite banged up. They haven't had Chase Young for know, more than half the season or something like that. Um, and they've lost Logan Thomas on the offense as well, who just came back from injury. Um, yeah, Curtis Samuel can't seem to stay healthy. I can't see, I can't, apart from Antonio Gibson and JD McKissick, I can't really see much happening for the Washington football team. So I'm going to go with the Eagles. Um, I'm going to go 27 to 10. I agree with you on the. I think it's going to be a late field goal. I'm going 17 to 14, but in favour of Washington. Um, is is Jalen Hurts, is he, is he, who's playing? QB? Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Yeah. No, still, still doesn't change anything. Uh, Just, just, (laughs) um, no, I think, I think Washington get the job done, but I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a very tight game, actually. Um, We'll we'll see some touchdowns, but I think this will be um, pretty tight. I think it's going to come down to the sort of last couple of plays in that, in that fourth quarter. Yeah, I'm looking at here now. I think Heineke had an illness um, concern and I think he- um, McLaurin had a concussion concern. But both, according to the sleeper app, both of them seem to be um, seem okay to pay. But, uh, but it's, I think it's questionable how much production they'll get or how 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 right they'll be on the day. But um, yeah, I think, yeah, give, give some of a good day. Um, so that is the conclusion of our week 15 review. And so thank you both Sam and George for coming on. Um, before, before we do go, I will give you a chance in a minute to promote your social media. Before we do that, assuming as you've got, you both support teams of two to three most likely MVP favourites in Jonathan Taylor and Kyler Murray. Um, well, maybe not, yeah. Who do you think, do you <laughs> back your boys or do you think there's anyone else you'd have instead of your MVP? Uh, we'll go to you first, George, because you made it clear before who your MVP is. Yeah, and I'll reiterate that it will be Jonathan Taylor, especially because we always see these awards going to the quarterback historically, and it hasn't gone to a running back since. I don't know if it's Ladanian Thompson or even before that. Because, I think running back, I'm not too sure. Yeah. Oh, Adrian Peterson all day. So there you go. So, I mean, you just have to look at the numbers. It's Jonathan Taylor and, you know, exclamation mark. What about you, Sam? Uh, and it's, gonna, it's going to go to Aaron Rodgers. Do you they will give it. Yeah, I think they're going to give it to Aaron Rodgers. Do I want it to go to Aaron Rodgers? Do I think it should go to Aaron Rodgers? No, um, definitely not. I, I, I just feel like, like you said um, there, George, it does keep going to, to QBs. Kyler Murray's not there yet. Listen, he was having a phenomenal start. I just think that now he needs to really shape up. Listen, if he, ta- if he guides us to a Super Bowl, that's a different story. I think that's what he's going to have to do to, to, to obviously get that right now. Um, but... Yeah, Jonathan Taylor, mate. Uh, yeah, okay, but not, I don't think he's MVP status. I'm sorry, mate. I just don't think he's. I don't, <laughs> I don't. I'm not putting him. I'm not putting him in that bracket. I just think. I think generally it will go to uh, to Mr. Rogers. I think that's just how they're gonna how they always swing it. it you know, that's why they they backed him as much as they could with his um, spiritual medicine for COVID. So, um, yeah, I think generally, I think that uh, it will go to him this year. Yeah, I think if many um, one of you watched the game on Saturday, they did the stat about comparing the average, the seven MVP winners who are running backs, and their average stat per year. And Jonathan Taylor's stats were were I think better than than those. Um, so I think I think Derek Henry was in with a shout before the injury. I think he was a really good chat winning the MVP. But I think there's been no, I don't think there's been year like a truly like an outstanding quarterback. You know, like Lamar Jackson year, the Mahomes year, the Rogers year. There's not been solved this. I don't think like a truly solved. You know head above the rest quarterback. I think there's been, obviously Brady's been good, Dak's been good, Murray was good before the injury, Tom and Aaron Rodgers, and even the Marjorie. I think Herbert's been class as well. Yeah, Herbert as well, yeah. Um, so I think they've all been good, but I don't think there's been this year like that one outstanding quarterback above the rest. So I think that might be a reason why uh, Taylor might, might win it for that reason. Um, but yeah, uh, I did mention I'm going to give you a chance to, promote, to plug your social medias before you do go. And I will put your... So I'll sit on the, on the on the Twitter post. I will put both your handles on there. But if you want to promote your social medias to me, to me first, and then we'll get yourself out there. Go on, George. 
Let you go. Oh, <laughs> how about you? Um, so you can find me at, at at George on Sports, just all one word on Instagram, um, where we do weekly uh, game of the week write ups, um, weekly highlights of, of key plays from the, from from any given NFL week, and um, all things NFL essentially. That was nice and easy, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you, you can catch me on sort of the personal side is uh, at UK Samo. That's on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, for our show, that your catch guests like George on there. He's part of the furniture these days, mate. You, George on sports, basically, you are, you are with us, mate. <laughs> um, so yeah, we, we're, you can find us on Alternative Sport at Alternative Sport, or um, you can catch us on the magazine side of things as well, where we have some written content, which is at Verge Mag. Um, but yeah, we we have some we've had some fun times. We had a lot of debates as well. So uh, we have to try and get you on our show as well. Um, it gets heated though, so you have to bring you have to bring your A <laughs> it game. Does. It does get heated. Yeah. <laughs> You're back, your boys. Yeah, you know what? I very much. I I've been in a few on Twitter about my um. Well, until recently, my thoughts on tour, but they, I think my thoughts have changed the last month. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely up for up, up for the heat, up for the challenge. Wait, 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 wait. You, well, you can't leave us like that. Are you a tour yeah. guy or are you not a tour guy? Until a month ago, I, I definitely wasn't. Anyone who's a regular listener of this pod right. will know that. But I think the last mm. month has really has changed for me. So, um, but I still get, I still, if he's clear, I'll still get the Sean Watson in. But um, that's Ooh. another story. No. Another day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's going to happen. I think it will happen. Yeah, if he's not a total wanker, but uh, we'll um, we'll we'll find out in the <laughs> <next> year. <laughs> Love it. But yeah, that has been our week fifteen review. And um, this has been your trips across the pod. I've been your host, Andy. This has been Sam, and this has been George. And we'll see you next time.